0: The Eddie B. sit edition and audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masikhet Sota has been dedicated by our good friends and Talmud, Mr. Haimi and Dina Dana, for the success of their children and especially the Fuashil Imam Moshe bin Dina veled ayloim yosef ben sarina david ben Frida, leir ben zohara moshe ben feiga rut sarah bat esther feiga bat esther and esther bat yohebet ruach hashem tamlim ben gan eden amen tiskum de mitvot dav Today's there is davos being studied now we discuss the procedure of the sota. Ben Hashem. of which means, what do we do? What's the procedure now? Okay, now you have two witnesses that uh, they, 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 he warned her. She was secluded. So now they've got to take it to the Beit Magdash. Mm-hmm. So what's the process? Kesad osela. Molihin o din They bring her to the Beit in that place, which is the Beit gadol, we're going to see in Yerushalayim. Okay? um lo. And over, actually, they bring her to the local Beit in the local betin, they give over to her two shnei talmidei Hakamim. Two rabbis escort the husband and his wife to the betta mekdash. What do you need an escort for from two rabbis? yavo yavu aleha bederich. They got to protect the guy, the husband, from being with his wife on the road. Once already she's a sota, the husband is forbidden to have relations. So therefore they send two uh, Hakamim to escort them to make sure... That he does not have relations on the way. You know, you don't got to send escorts. The husband is believed not to do anything. He doesn't need any protection from these uh, two guys. He's trusted not to go with her. Now, the Gebarah says, comes out, how many people are walking with this girl, with this lady, up to Yerushalayim? Just three. three husband, two, and the husband. Let this be a proof, maybe, to Rav. We have a law that says a lady is not allowed to be secluded with, uh, with a man. That's the inyan of Yehud. However, a lady can be secluded with two men. Why? Because you assume that when there's two men, they're going to watch each other. Nothing's going to happen. However, maybe that was only said, like Rav said in the name of Rav, in the city. However, aval but on the road... On the road, there's a law of Yehud, that a lady cannot be alone with a man. Not only can she be alone with two men, but she needs to have three men, which means otherwise it's considered seclusion. Why? Because if you have two guys, one guy might have to go to the bathroom, so another guy's going to be alone. He's, he's alone with an the Eirvah. So they will, maybe this is a proof to that opinion. What's the proof? From The fact that the Gemara Mishnah said, that you got to have two people escorting us, so it's two people plus the husband. Why? Because the law is that when you're in the field, you need three to take care of the problem of Yehud, which is seclusion. That's right, it's a proof. So the governor says no proof. No. Okay. The reason why you need two, ale I mean, so they, can be, so they can be witnesses. Which means like this. Forget about it, really two would be enough for Yehud even in the field the law of Yehud means a lady can be alone with two men whether it's in the city or whether it's in the field. So what do you have to have two tabid escorting? So the answer is, which means let's say he goes with her who's going to testify for the betim that he went with his wife? So you need two witnesses to say we saw him go with his wife so they can testify for so she won't drink okay that's why, it's not a Yehud issue from the Yehud issue it would be enough if there was uh, two together. The reason why you have to have two separate is in order to be witnesses in case he does something. So the G-d says, right. Why do you need then? Just have two guys. Well, why does it say two rabbis, two scholars? Maybe it's bringing a proof to another statement of Rav. That which we said that a lady is allowed to be secluded with two men, that's only if the two men are Kashir. They're honest, trustworthy. About pirutsin, but if they're paruts, if they're light and loose and things like that, they're paruts. Afilu even ten she cannot be secluded with. Why? Because since they're paruts, we suspect they're going to commit an avon. Like the Gemara tells a story. Maase haya, there was a story of people that were paruts. they wanted to go with this lady. She was uh, to them. They made believe that she was dead. They carried her out in a coffin. They walked out of the city, ten men, and they violated her. So you see, what uh, the, the ten men, if they're paruch, there's no protection. So, therefore, maybe you see over here the law. The reason why they said Tavidiach Kamin is to teach you what? that that which you say that uh, two people is okay, but they have to be what kosher people. They have to be they have to be scholars. So maybe that's why it's saying Tavidiach Kamin to teach me the law of Rav that two is only kosher when they are trustworthy. Kabbalah says, no, no, that, that's not what that's not what Tavidiach the reason why you need scholars is to give him a proper warning. Which means before you could, uh, before the guy makes the act, you need somebody to tell him what the Isud is. Which means they have to warn him and say, "Listen, fellow, you're not allowed to be with your wife. It's the Isud lav, because she's now a sota. And if she's going to be going with you, then you're not going to be able to take her to drink. So that you need a tamid hakam to give a proper warning. That's why you need the uh, two. So you have no da ayah from this mishnah that uh, Yehud you need kasherim, right? I can tell maybe Yehud into any guy. Oh, so why Tamid I over here for the hatraa factor? Look at Nasi. She says the yad Torah avon. That's to tell listen. As long as you're not clean from sin, for example, That means you went with her when she became forbidden. And a mind would kind So they got to warn him before he does the act. So then it comes out according to this Gemara, in conclusion, you need uh, two. Why do you need two? Let's go. Why do you need two people at all? Not because we're interested in three for the issue. Really, I can tell you, two would be enough. Whether you are in the city or whether you are in the field, okay, I am not worried about Yehud If two would be fine, the husband and somebody else. we what are they two then? Besides the husband, they can be the witnesses. That'll testify for the Betin if indeed he goes with his wife. Somebody's got to testify that. Okay, good. Why did you say scholars? Maybe the Hadus of scholars is to tell me that in the laws of Yehud, maybe two is only enough if they are kasher. But if they're not kasher, then even ten is not going to be. So that's why you need the scholars. No, 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 yeah. I can say the reason why you need scholars is because they have to levy the proper. Warning to the guy before he uh, does the act of a tough. Listen, you know, if, you're, if you make a sin, then the word is not going to work on your wife. So that's why it says, comes given and says, a quote from the Mishnah, which is you're not going to send anybody with her. The husband's trusted when he gets to the Betta Mekdaj that he didn't do anything with her. You trust him, he's not going to go. Now, again, it's isur for the husband to go with the lady once she is established a sota, which means once already. Uh, she's on the way to the Beit HaMiknash to drink the water, his, the husband cannot have relations. It's Yisur Lav. They learned it. We learned it from Yivamot actually from Pesukim. There was a Pesuk that says, Lo Yuchal There was a whole pasuk over there, and the Geberah was Doreshit. Since we didn't need it for Yivamot, so it was Doreshit outside the context of Yivamot. To teach me this case over here, of a fellow on the way to the Beit HaMiknash, it's Yisur Lav. So Geberah says like this. Tanya Rabbi Yehuda Baala Neeman Ne'iman Mikal V'Homer. You know what husband's trusted? From a Kaaba Khomer. What's the Kaaba Khomer? Local That's right. A man is trusted to be with his wife when she's a nida. Right? Nida is Karet. We trust him to be with his wife. We don't uh, say that he's going to do anything. So if he's trusted on a Karet case called Chicken, you got to trust him. He's not going to do anything on a Yisud Lav. Which means, right, on the more stringent uh, situation, he's <laughs> ne'eman. Okay, wait. On the more stringent case, he's ne'eman. Would you give him ne'emanut on a uh, isur karet? Sotashi Bilav lokol sheken. Look at the Rashi. Rashi Dibura Matheel. Sotashi Belav. de lo yuchad b'alad. like I told you. Ma ani mekayem acharei asheru tava rabot sotash shnestera. Good. So Kabbalah okay. Gimaran says, Yeah, if the rabbis gave a ne'emanut on a sur hamul, so the Chaurat gave give him a ne'emanut on a sur kal. Then a banan, they come along and say, You are sevara.' he are not in it. Uh, the contrary. for what you are saying, that's the reason to say it's a problem de since Nida, which is so strict, um, That's why he's believed that he didn't do anything. Sotad de lav, only a and therefore velo That's why the rabbis say you got to send the send the people with him to watch him. When you, the rabbis come along back to the that and say exactly for what your reason, your reason is what. You want to give an argument? Well, oh, if they believe them for Issue Karet, which is so Hamus, of course they believe them for Issue Lav. Rabbi's going to say, on the contrary, they only believe them because Issue Karet, because the guy's not suspected to commit a serious crime like Issue Karet of Nida. Mashe'en ten, Sota, which is only Issue Lav, the guy can slip. He's, he's not going to treat it seriously. Therefore, you got to put two scholars uh, to protect him. The Rabbi <laughs> Yehuda, Mikal Vachomer Maitina. Rabbi learns it from a kalvah <coughs> Which means, comes again when I say, Rabbi actually learned it from a kalvah that we just said? That if he's trusted for the das, certainly he should be trusted for the uh, for Sotah. We have another source that Rabbi Yehudah actually learns it from. Okay. What's the proof? The Tanya. It says, And the man will bring his wife to the Kohen me stop. they can just go alone. but the rabbis came along and said Muslim no shem me That's Chita number one. Torah they can go alone, but the rabbi said you got to take an escort. The Yosef comes along and said, no, let them go alone. He's trusted. What's the if the case of Nida, which is karet. And the rabbis trusted uh, the karet, sotashi local shekin. All the the rabbis are going to give him an emanut on sotan. that's only a lav. Amru lo, lo. They told him the contrary. Imamat b'irdash shekin yeshla heter. On nida, the reason why he's trusted, because eventually she's going to become permissible. So the guy's not going to make isur. He'll wait a week and to will become permissible. However, Tomar b'sotah she na heter. But he don't know, which means if she's teme'ah, she's never going to have a heter. He can never be with her again. And therefore, there's a bigger sevanah to say he has a bigger yesudah for sotah than nidah. So you can't tell me oh, if they believe them for nidah, they believe him for sotah. On the contrary, nidah, I'll wait a week. Okay, what do I have to have an isur? I'll wait a week and get a bet But this case over here, if she's no good, he can never have her again. And therefore, it's, 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 uh, it's conclusive. So if there's a the bigger sabbat to say that Yitzhara is going to get him. And maybe you'll tell that Yitzhara is not going to be strong on him. It is going to be strong on him. You know why? Because stolen waters are sweet. Which means something that's forbidden, there's a certain appetite to that item. Which is the governor saying the second logic. You'll say, who says, maybe Yitzhara won't get the best of him in a sotake? I don't know. The logic tells you, that once an item is forbidden, forbidden fruit becomes appetizing. So, therefore, the Gemara says, the bi-udah brought a kavah They came along and said, What kind of kavah is that? On the contrary, the reason why he's believed by Nida, because there's a heter for Nida. So, therefore, he'll wait. There's a bigger logic to say he's going to make him mess up. Why? Because, number one, there's no heter if she did it. And uh, number two is, yes, he's going to get the up because it's forbidden uh, fruit. So, comes the and says, but Rabbi Uda oh comes along and says, Go ahead. Rabbi Uda has this bright up quotes of Pasuk. He says, You know what? From the Torah, we know that they go alone. No escorts. So now the Gibran's question was, What do you mean? In the first bright you told me, I'm oh not sorry, in the, the year, in the first bright you told me, Rabbi Uda learns it from a Kavahomed. In the second, Braitha, is learning it from a pasuk. Let's review. Braitha, number one, they brought the The Shittah. How do you know that you don't need an escort? Ka'bahomet. If he's believe, Farida, which is correct certainly we give him an imanut for a sotar, it's only a love. Good? Braitha, number two, says, you know why they don't need an escort? We got a pasuk. Ve'hevi Right? So make up your mind, does he learn it from a... Kavah or does he learn it from Besukim? So the Kabbalah says, the following. The Kabbalah says, Initially, he came with the Kavah He started off with the Kavah Then what happened? Uparkuha. They, they 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 rejected it. They told him, no. Had they rejected this Kabbalah? They said, no, not a reason why he's believed, because there's a eter. Mas and, uh, uh, sotar is so they blew his cavahoma out of the water. Oh Then he came along with okay, forget about the kavahoma. You knocked it out, I'll give you a pasuk. So if it was different stages, he started with the Kavahoma, then they, they refuted it, so then he brought a pasuk. Now the other is said, Wait, in this last Brachta, the B'uda Tanakama basically saying the same thing because what did Tanakama say? Tanakama said, mm-hmm. the man goes alone with his wife Shneimar And the B'uda brought the same pasuk. So, what's the difference the B'uda and the Tanakama? Gibara says, "Ika aval amru." Right? The Kamina is the aval amru. Because the Tanakamah said, even though in the Torah they can go alone, Aval Amru but the rabbi said you need an escort because maybe he's going to mess up. Rabbi Yudah doesn't go with the Aval Amru. He says, they don't need an escort, and they don't need an escort, even with Rabbanan. So the Nefkamina between Tanakamah and Rabbi Yudah is, the, the rabbi's institute escort. escorts. Let's review now the three she taught very quickly to come to that comes out in this Gemara. Again, our discussion over here is, on the way to the Beit HaMikdash. All agreed that the husband cannot be with his wife at that point. That's no argument. That's Yisud Lav, in the Torah, by the way. And everybody agrees if he's with his wife, he, she cannot drink the waters of Sotah. That's it, it's finished. And they, all, they learned it because the pasuk says, Only if the man is clean from sin, then the waters will work. Now, if he went with her, he's not clean from sin. So therefore, the world is not going to work on her if he himself is guilty of a crime. Albeit he went with his wife. Good al came along and said, "But you know what? We don't trust the guy. You got to put two, two, two uh, guys there with him to make sure he doesn't commit the commit the sin. Now, Tanaka Mahols really been a Torah. shouldn't be a problem. You should trust them because the Torah doesn't talk about these escorts. The Torah just talks about But you know what? Bring them just in case he might uh, he might mess up. So it'll be a Shomir. Okay, the Rabbis said came to be your sin said why." What do you need a shomer for? We gotta cover Uh What you cover homed? Hey, listen, you're trusting the guy be Isu, karet already on a, on a on a serious item like this. So you gotta trust him more. The rabbi's gonna give him a trust on a on a small Isu like uh, Isu lav. So they come along and say, "What are you talking about? Nidad is a reason why you trust him because there's a Heter. Meshi'ekin, you're not gonna trust the guy that's sotawe. He, that might be the last time he's able to to be with her. Right? So therefore, and it's also forbidden uh, fruit. It's not even become mutar maybe. Oh. No escort, let them go alone from pisukim. Simple. Now, there should be a, uh, this is a side point, which is not a side point, this foot actually discusses it over here. It is forbidden to have Yehud with any of the Arayot. That's why there's a whole discussion over here when the man is going with his wife to the to the Be'et, to HaMikdash, she now is forbidden then. That's why the Gemara in the beginning of the Sugya discussed the subject of Yehud in this case. Because really the husband technically cannot be alone with his wife anymore. Because his wife now is not a regular wife. His wife now is Isud because she became a Sota. So that's why you have the issue of Yehud. So you definitely need at least one other person with him to settle the Yehud issue. That's the short, there's a subject of Yehud over here. Because any alayot, any lady that's forbidden, there's an issue that you cannot be secluded. So if that's the case. Isa'er or Isa'lav? Yeah, lav even. Yes. The Isa'u over here is he cannot be with her when she's a sota. So is the Isa'u, she's, she's a. but is yes, there a on a woman that is an Yes, 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 yes. So now the question is, what about a uh, Anida? How is a man able to live with his wife when she's Nida? Did he does Yisur? She's not able to be with him. He cannot. He not be secluded. We tell me now every month uh, he has to have some shabat or he has to move out. She so Tosfot has this question. Tosfot says Tama. I go Tosfot Nida. Tama Shma be Perik En ma'amidim Di Yehud Arayot De Orayta. Imken Yehud De Nida Minah Land Shari. If you're saying that there's Yehud on Yisur De Orayta. So how do we know that a man is allowed to live in the same house with a Nidah, his wife? <laughs> it's only a type of Arayot that's forbidden conclusively. But an Arayot, an Isur, that eventually be a Heter, that is not part of the subject of Yehud. And since a Nidah, she's not, she's not a ever, She's a surah for two weeks. Time. It should be permissible again. There the rabbis, there the Torah, not for the Yehud. The Yehud is learned from a regular arayot, like a uh, a mother, or, or, or a surah like that, where a mother never becomes permissible to the son. Or in cases like that, where the heted of the Yehud the never becomes mutad, then you have a case of uh, Yehud. And that's why nidah is permissible, because Yeshla heted, therefore there is no Yehud of Yehud. Just to clarify, uh, just a few points uh, before we go further in the sugyah uh, Someone wanted to understand this kava homer that the Gemara initially made when the Gemara said that if we're not concerned about Yehud by a nida, which is kareh, so certainly we don't have to be concerned uh, kava homer. We're not going to be worried about Yehud by a sotah. That's when the husband is taking his wife up to Yerushalayim. She's really asurat him because he's not allowed to be with her. So he's just considered a situation of Yehud. He says, What's the kava homer? We say, this is kareh this is... uh this is a lab. I mean, there's a, and the Gibbor rejects it right away. The Gibbor says, "What you talking? him most to say that he's not going to go with a lady that's got it, but a lab maybe there's a chance that uh, he will, uh, you know, go with her. Therefore, there's a bigger issue of Yehud by a lab. The Sefera of the homage just to clarify it was like this. There's a reason why there's no Yehud by uh, Nida because a Nida eventually is going to become permissible. So that, since somebody that's going to eventually become permissible, we don't we waive the laws of Yehud. So a Sota also it's possible that she can become permissible because we don't know if she's going to be Asura. There's a chance it'll be mutated. So therefore, if the isur karet, that she's going to be mutated. They, they waive the laws of Yehud. So certainly a sota, which is only isur laf, and there's a chance that she can become mutated. They'll waive the isur of Yehud. But the Gemara, as I said, rejected that. And the Gemara uh, concludes that uh, according to midrabanan, uh, you need escorts. Uh, to walk them up to uh, Yerushalayim. According to the said you don't need uh, uh, any escorts. He learns it from the Kadachomer itself. And according to the Biyodah, he actually learned it from Pisukim that the Torah does not say, the Torah just says that the husband and the wife go up alone, and we trust them that no impropriety is going to happen. Comes the Mishnah and continues, Okay, now we continue the process. They bring the lady up to the Bittina Gadol, that's the of Shevaim, the 71 Sanhedrin, up to Jerusalem, uh, and they intimidate her. You see, they want to scare her into admitting. They wanted to admit that she's teme'a. They don't want to go through the whole process of erasing the water and doing the whole business of giving her to drink. They wanted to admit, I did it. So, they, how do they do that? They have a certain system of intimidation that they do. Mm-hmm. Following the same system, the way they would uh, um, uh, intimidate. I didn't say witnesses are coming along to claim that this guy killed somebody. So we don't want to just accept testimonies that quickly. We want to, you know, scare them into saying, okay, we were lying, you know, we were false and things like that. So therefore, just like we would intimidate witnesses that are coming on a capital punishment case, we would also uh, intimidate the uh, sota into trying to admit, and they tell her the following words, my daughter, to say, listen, we know, we know the dangers of wine. wine does a lot. you know maybe you drank a little extra and that caused you to become a little more flirtatious and so on and so forth. had osa listen, joking around levity, things like that you know you know that 's what can happen also Let to that had or just immaturity it, it, it could be responsible for it you 're young, you got persuaded and so on and so forth in such a um, in such a way um. Which means, don't. They're trying to tell her, don't bring yourself to such a miserable death like this. Because if she blows up, it's a terrible death. Just admit, and, yeah, and yeah, you're free. You go home. I should be forbidden to her husband, but at least she's saved from the uh, from the, uh, the the death. <laughs> Says a lot is to say about bad neighbors. Could be you had a bad neighbor that. Uh, Enticed you and took into it, one of the ladies, and said, No, oh, it's okay, don't worry about it. Everybody does, and things like that. That therefore, they're trying to give her away to just say, Oh, yeah, you know, truth of the matter is, yeah, it was a neighbor. She, uh, you know, she affected me um, and influenced me uh, negatively. Mm-hmm. Do it for the sake of the name of God that's written in holiness. <laughs> that should not be erased on the waters. <laughs> And then they say in front of us words kedai that are really not worthy for to hear. What does this mean? They're really not worthy for to hear. So look at Nasi. They're going to start telling us stories of the great Sadiqin that committed sins and they weren't embarrassed to admit like that committed a, a, an impropriety, and he admitted. So they start to tell her, don't, don't think you're any different, there were great tzaddikim before you, that also committed sins, and they weren't embarrassed. So really, it's, it wouldn't be kiddai to publicize the iniquities of the tzaddikim. So therefore, it's really something that should not be heard. But, if the, but the only reason why we're going to tell her these stories, again, is to try to get her to, to admit. So again, it's, it's things that really shouldn't be heard. But we're going to tell it to her again because we wanted to see that you know even the great tzaddikim committed the sins and their greatness was they admitted the sins and uh, that's what the, she should do the same uh, the same thing as well. And that's the way uh, that she uh, understands. Good. He vechol mishpachta mishpachat and they do this in front of our family. Okay, when well, they do it in front of our family, so it's a little more intimidating in order for to come to uh, to come to uh, make a. Uh, make an admission. Okay. Comes again, Mishnah continues. If she comes on, she admits, and says, okay, I did it. She writes a receipt for her ketubah, and she goes out. Which means she can't get a ketubah now. She forfeits a ketubah. But she's holding the ketubah in. So we're worried that well, she might come to Beitin and show this Ketubah and get paid when she's not allowed. So what do we tell her to do? Write a receipt to the husband, paid in full. Now the husband has the Shovar in his possession. So if she's going to surface the Beitin with a Ketubah payment later on, he'll take out the receipt and say, I have the Shovar. So that's the method that we uh, erase the, uh, the, uh, uh, the debt over here. Okay? That she says, Shovaret Kitubata, Shovar al Kitubata zaniti. He writes, I committed znut, vefsati ketubati, and therefore I forfeited my ketuba vnotenet biyat baala, and she gives it to the husband shenotid beinu lahar right? So she she shouldn't she shouldn't claim him later on veena neheregit. She doesn't get killed because there was no witnesses over it. She's admitting on her own, uh, on her own volition. She doesn't die for that, but she is, against, obviously she has to leave her husband. But well, let's say the process continues. She doesn't get intimidated. She doesn't admit. And she comes along and says, no, I've my grounds. I indeed, I am Tehorah. Nothing happened. So the Mishnah says, They bring her up to the eastern gate of the Beta HaMikdash, that's called, she says, Shara Hison. That's the way they entered into the Harabayit, uh, where they entered to a gate called Sha'ar Nikanor. Nikanor is called Sha'ar Elyon. Uh That is between the Ezrat Israel and the Ezrat Nashim. You had the two different sections over there. It was like a buffer zone called Sha'ar Nikanor. So they bring her up all the way through the uh, gates of the Beit HaMikdash to the Shah of the... That's where the Sotah drinks And not only did they do that, that, that process over there That's where the, a lady that gives birth Right? That's where she brings her Korbanot She stands in that section of the Meta And a Mitzorah also that needs to be sprinkled When he gets his purification He also stands in the threshold of Sha'a kanor, And that's where they sprinkle him now, why? What's so special about that area of the Hamikdash? Look at Rashi: M'ashkim Azara," which means that area is not sanctified with the kedusha and the azara. Therefore, tameh people would be allowed to stand in the threshold of Shani Kanor. On purpose, they didn't sanctify that area because, for example, you need the mitzvah to stand there to get sprinkled. If the place is kadosh, how's he going to get to that spot to get sprinkled? And the Kohen can't take the blood out, because you don't have to take the blood out of the Beit So therefore, they had a certain area over there, which think was like a buffer zone, which does not have the Kiddushah. They would stand in the threshold, and they would stick their thumbs inside the azara in order for the Kohen to sprinkle it. Now you'll tell me, how can they stick their thumbs in the Azarah? Kaddosh. So the rabbis made a law that since they're not sticking their whole body in, it's only Miksat gufam, so Miksat gufam on an entry is okay. But they would not be able not to stick their, their thumb in, because if the Queen cannot sprinkle the blood outward. So there was a buffer zone where the stood, they stick their thumb into the Kodesh part, the Queen would sprinkle it, and that would be okay. Now a guy that's let's say tameh that did not bring his korbanot yet he's considered mechosad kepurim like the bethsora if he would enter the azarah it's punishable by karet, nefichak lo kitzurah therefore they didn't sanctify the threshold she yuchal the hamod the they would stand in the halal of the of the gate she imayak koen would see dema chutz azarah because the kohen can't bring the blood outside to him haru nifsal beyose nefichak sarich leachnis yadole toch halal azarah. And then she just tells us at the end that a partial entry is okay. So that's what the Mitsuraim would stand, that's what the Yoledit would stand also to bring her uh, Korbanot, Again, she is Ki Kipurim. She cannot go into the Azarah itself. And the sota also it says Lifnashim. How would she stand in that place as well? Now the Gemara Mishnah continues to tell us about the process that took place. The Kohen or The kohen grabs her. Clothes, She pulls them by the neck, like by, 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 by the collar. If our clothes rip, so be it. And even if they rip even more, we is a small tear. is even a big tear. As he's pulling that, we're not Macbeth, We want to embarrass her now. We want to shame her. So when he's pulling her shirt, if the shirt rips more, let it rip. We're not uh, we're not concerned. But she says, right by her uh, collar. Okay, many uh, many different uh, uh, rippings. So comes the Mishnah says, l'iba.' <laughs> rips it so much until even her, her her heart is showing, which is he uncovers even uh, her uh, her body. So it says that she will come on How do we know that uh, that she rips her garments all the way down? So the Gibbala will prove it from Pesukim. In any event, it says and he also unbraids her hair. Which is, we're going to see in the Gebarah, not only does he have to uncover her hair, because her hair was covered, she was a married lady, they used to cover the hair. And therefore, not only does he uncover her hair, but he undoes her braids. It seems to let her hair down, which is another form of the that was done. And if she was pretty, and let's say her flesh was nice... So therefore, we're not going to say to, 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 to reveal it. Because you have koalim uh, over there. they have men. It's not sini'ut. Uh, so therefore, he says, if she had a, a pretty flesh, we would not uh, make the, uh, the, the revealing of the heart. And we'll see the And if her hair was pretty, they wouldn't undo the uh, braids. If she was wearing white clothes, which are like considered nice uh, garments, they put black clothes on her. Again, in order to make her, uh, you know, uh, uh, ugly over here, in order to want it to admit it so, still. They don't want it to, so they're trying to intimidate us still, right? Let's say she was wearing jewelry. Kataliot is like a choker they used to wear, like a certain type of, uh, you know, a gold uh, 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 bracelet. They used to stick like a, a half moon, like, right? They stick it on the, on their neck. It used to make them look, uh, like they were, uh, they were healthy. Or, like, they used to bring the fat up. And things like that. Or, so they used to use it also as a clip to, to hold their garment. Let's say the, the collar, right? So they would clip their garment like this. So I would call it katliot. Okay, they take it off. Nizamim. Of Nizamim was like the nose rings and things like that. The tabaot is doing, they take all, they take all her jewelry. Again, we want to make her look disgusting In order to get her to admit Again, this is part of the process They bring a rope that she says, it's made from mitsure It's made from like the palm tree A certain type of reed that comes from the palm tree And what? They tie her How do they tie her? It says She's above from her dadim, they put the uh, thing there. The reason we're going to see in the Gemara is because they don't want her dress to fall. So therefore, and they were well, during the process. So therefore, they put like a, a, a rope around, like a belt, in order to keep her dress from falling from her well, during the uh, process. As we'll see, look at that she says, right, So our garments don't fall. I guess because they ripped it already and things like that. So it's loose on her. So to keep the garments from falling, they put this rope above her uh, dadim. Because Anybody that wants to witness this, uh, this scene over here, is invited to come see it. Except for her servants, her avadim and shifrot, her servants. Why? Because she is uh, comfortable in front of them, and she's not going to admit in front of them. Which means we want to bring strangers. In front of strangers, she might not be so uh, uh, hesitant to admit. But in front of uh, people that she's comfortable with, like a shafahot and her abadim, she's, uh, she gets a uh, confidence of some sort, some sort of soul, and therefore she'll say, I didn't do it. So therefore we don't put anybody that she's comfortable with in front of her, because that'll give her, like I said, a confidence, and therefore uh, they're not allowed to be in front of her when this is happening. as like she says, <speaking in Hebrew> When a person sees his b'nei da'to alav. He gets a certain, uh, you know, confidence. And she's not going to be scared. We want to admit. We don't want her race. So anybody that we think is going to cause it to be more stubborn, we're going to say that they cannot be there at the time of the process. So Gabbashtah concludes and says, And all the ladies are permissible to be there as well, like the Pasuk says, We want all the ladies to see what's going to happen to this lady that wasn't modest, in order that they will receive the proper rebuke. And they will not do the act of znut like this lady did. The lady should watch this in order to see exactly what happens when there's no zniut and what happens to the... To the ladies, okay. So the Gemara is going to question. You just told me that everybody able to go see it. So we have to tell me the ladies. You told me the men and uh, 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 can see it. So as she says, you told me anybody that wants to go see it. Then we have to single out the ladies. Also, Anybody's included the ladies uh, in that subject. Comes the Gemara and begins. How do you know this concept? Which is the number one. How do you know you have to take the the sortata Sanhedrin Gadol. How do you got to take up to New Shalaim to the 71 uh, rabbis? Where does it say that in the Torah? amar atya Torah, Torah. We have a shava, Torah, Torah. It says, by us, by the Sota, the Asala kuhin it kola Torah. Ukhtivatam, it says in a different place, called, by a case, called the zakin mamre. Zakin mamre is a tamir ha that makes a ruling against the ruling of the... Hakamim against the Sanhedrin, which means the Sanhedrin says it's asur. and This Zaken Mamre, this rebel uh, Zaken, comes along and says mutar. They rules against the uh, Hakamim. So it says Alpi a Torah Asher Yorucha. It says about the Zaken Mamre, Alpi Torah. The same word Ma lehalan b'shivrim ve'had afkam b'shivrim ve'had. Just like the Zaken Mamre, which betin is he have to be in contempt of? The betin Gadol that we know by Zaken Mamre. It's betin Gadol. It says the word Torah there, and it's says the word Torah by... The sota, so just like Zekim Amrits, Beti gadol Shil 71, So Sotul sota, also her process, Torah, Torah, is in front of the Beti Nagadol Shil Shiv'in Ve'echad. Comes the Gemara and says, Aleha, right? It says, and we intimidate her in order to get her to come and admit. So it says, Kederek Shemayyimin which means just like there's an intimidation that we want to give her so she shouldn't drink, which means before, as well the Gemini has at earlier in the process, we wanted to admit so we're going to have to raise the Shema Kadosh Baruchu on the waters. Part of the Sotas process was they raise God's name in the water and she drink it. So initially, they would come along and try to get her to admit that she's guilty, so we don't got to go through the process. So it says, that Just like they would intimidate her, so she shouldn't drink. At a certain point, they would also intimidate her to try to get her to drink. So the Gabbara says, They tell like this, Listen, if you're certain that you're indeed pure and nothing happened, m d al stand on your clarity don't be embarrassed uh, don't be intimidated just uh hold your ground which means the waters of sota can be compared to like a asam yavish a dry uh, uh ointment that what that is placed on live flesh if there's gonna be a macca, there's little pores that are opened on the, on the flesh, what happens? Mehal the What's gonna happen? The, the sam goes into the body, it's like a poison, and it becomes, and it's able to create damage. In sham but if there's no macca, which means the skin is totally closed, in a moray plume, nothing's gonna happen. they tell, listen, it all depends what you are. The waters, uh, if you're innocent, nothing's gonna to happen to you. It's like you're putting this uh, poison, the sam, on top of a uh, dry skin, or, or, or skin that doesn't have any, um, Poor or any, any, any cut. Therefore, it cannot, cannot enter. There was nothing to worry about. Uh, but if, you, if you're guilty, of course, it will go through. So comes the Gebron says, oh, So we have a question over here. What's the question? The question is, You just told me you Now you tell me you talk uh, uh, into it that she shouldn't admit. So the Gebron says, Depends. Before they erase God's name on the waters, they're trying to get her to admit. After they already erased the name of God, Okay, now ready, we don't want to do it for nothing. Now we tell her drink it. But she don't admit that. Now we try to tell us if you're innocent, stay in the ground. It all depends at which stage we are talking about. Okay, comes the let's read some of these rashis over here. Actually we're gonna go uh, we're gonna go back to the beginning of the from the Gemara. Which is you know the 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 of seventy We know that you have to go to Yerushalayim. that's clearly d'htive. <speaking in Hebrew> In Jerusalem, there was two other Batedinim of 23 judges. So how do you know that you can't make this uh, Sotah drink in front of the 23 judges? What do you need the 71 for? That's the Gamara's question. Next Rashi, What is the name of the Batedinim of 23 how do we know that Kim Amre has to make a ruling against the Sanhedrin of, of the 71? It says from that place, Makom What's the designated place in the Beit The Lishka Tagazit. That's the offices of the Sanhedrin. Which means, even if let's say they found, uh, he found the Sanhedrin, the 71 rabbis, on vacation somewhere, right, in a different place, and he rebelled against them, it's like considered a sort of rebellion. Not only does he have to go against the 71, but in their place, in their... In their offices, in the Lishkah Of Because it says the word, Minhammakom. It has to be in the place. And it says the word, Torah. And it says by the sota also the word, Torah. So therefore the same thing. Next Lashii, Amdi al-bor-eek. Right, They tell her, listen, stand on your clarity. the Adnikiyutech. Rely on your cleanliness, that you're pure. Gemara okay, answers, Kodim so the name doesn't get erased. Right? Then you try to intimidate her. That what? Don't drink. But after it was erased, they give all sorts of consolation. Also, you, you want to make it to her husband now. Which means, let, 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 drink the water, and it'll be permissible uh, to go back to your husband. Because now she might get scared. And if she gets scared doesn't want to drink the water, she's forbidden to her husband. Understand? I mean, let's see she gets nervous. Oh, I don't want to drink. I don't want to, drink. and we can't let her be with her husband. So now, once we erase the name, we say, "Don't worry about the waters." By the way, there's nothing going to happen you. if you're innocent. The waters will be a berachat to you. Nothing's not going to, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to harm you. Things like that, right? not in her mind. or maybe she'll just maybe now because she got scared of the waters, she'll just she'll she'll, 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 she'll fake it. She'll say, oh, "I did it, just to uh, get out of drinking uh, the waters." And we don't want her to do that if she's really innocent. And look like what's going to happen. Number one, she's going to cause herself to put it, be under suspicion. Now she's going to put all her children under suspicion as well. Because now it could be the children of Imam If you tell me she fooled the ranch, what about somebody else? So therefore, after the waters are erased already, we don't want to get scared if she's really innocent to admit to something that she didn't do. So they say, listen, it's okay. Don't worry. Nothing's going to happen to you. And so on and so forth. So it all depends at what stage we are talking about. Comes again when I continues. continue. They tell uh, in front of her, things of Haggadah, which means stories from the Torah. And stories that took place in the Ketuvim, the early scriptures. Stories of, uh, you know, episodes of people that made sins and admitted them. Kegon, they quote the Pasuk in Iyuv. What does it say in Iyov? It says, Asher hachamim yagidu velochi hadum Hachamim yagidu. The scholars, they confessed their sins. They didn't hide their sins. Velochi hadum And they did not hide them from their, uh, from their fathers. Which is they're trying to tell us, uh, listen, we have a where that tells us this. That what? That to admit is not a bad thing. So it says, Yehuda hoda velobosh. Yuda the tribe, he admitted to his wrong, and he wasn't shamed, he wasn't embarrassed. As a result, what was his reward? Okay, he admitted, there's no problem, he ends up getting... Reuven admitted, and he wasn't embarrassed, we'll see all these episodes in a minute. What was Reuven's ending? He also got Olam So the Gibbara says... Umaskaran, it says, uh, umaskaran, what do you mean? Which you, and, and, and they would say, uh, umaskaran, and what's the, uh, uh, that the, 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 they received? So the Gemara says, umaskaran, what do you mean? We, 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 we just said, they were, which is, the brighter said, we tell the lady, you should know that they admitted, they weren't embarrassed, and they got a and they got a reward. So the, we, 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 what's what what was the reward that they got? We, we told you the reward they got. The reward that they got was what? Uh Ulam Abba. What do, you, what do you have to tell me uh, as if they got an, another reward? Umaskaran the reward that they got. They got the reward of Ulam Abba as if there was another reward that they got? Everyone the says yes. Which means they got reward for their admission even in this world. Mean Hayin for sure they got Umasikharan, they got another reward in this world. What was the reward they got? The land was given to them, and they did not have any strangers in their land. What does this mean? Look at Ashi. Yehuda malchut. As she says, Yudah was okay to kingdom as a result of it. And Reuven uh, natal hailek tahila received the first helek on the Transjordan side. So they got rewards in this world for their admission. This one got uh, land of Israel, this one got malchut. Okay, comes the uh, Gemara and says, Now where do you see admissions by Yehuda and Reuven? So, yehuda, ashkehan, de-o-di, Veyaker yehuda, vayomer, mimeni. Which means, remember when Yehudah went with Tamar? He had no idea that it was his daughter-in-law. His daughter-in-law came pregnant now to the Betin. They thought that she was committed Znut. And the law is, she was a daughter of a Kohen, and she committed Znut, so therefore Yehudah ruled the Psa you got to burn her. She's committed uh, a snoot over here. So, in a very minumaz way, in a, in, a, in a hinted way, she gave him some simmanim to allude that it was him. Now, he could have just covered it up and not admit that it was him. Nobody would have known the uh, difference. But he came along and said, Sadekash, she's right. It's from me. That was a tremendous admission. But Riouven, where do you see that he admitted? Now, what was the sin of Riouven? Riouven went with his. Uh, father's concubine. He went with Bilha. It's a question, what did he do exactly with Bilha? But it was considered a sin. Either he moved his father's bed around, or according to one uh he did even more than that. But where do you see that he admitted his sin? It says, Moshe Rabbeinu was blessing the tribes before he died. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Let Reuven live, and he should not die. Ve'zot and this is for Yehuda, implying that there is certain connection between Reuven and Yehuda. Well, first question is why would you, Moshe Rabbeinu bless Yehuda? Second, Yehuda was not the second uh, tribe; Reuven is then in Shimon. But the pasuk comes along and says, uh, and this is for Ve'zot Yehuda. So, there must be certain connection between Reuven and Yehudah. So, the Gemara says, otan shanim all the forty years that the Jewish people were in the midbar, ha'yu the bones of Yehuda were rattling in the in the coffin. Because if you remember when Yaakov Abinu uh, told uh, uh, Yehuda came to Yaakov Abinu and said, "We have to bring Binyamin back down to Egypt or down to Egypt because uh, you know the leader over there they didn't know it was Yosef at the time. He wanted to see Binyamin. So, uh, you, uh, um, Abinu got very, uh, upset and said, what do you mean? I don't, uh, I, lost already my son, Yosef. Now you're going to take away, uh, uh It's going to be a dangerous thing. So what did Yehuda do? He accepted upon himself a, uh, He comes he says, I'm responsible over there. If I don't bring him back to you, you could already take away my kolayamim, uh, my eternity. <coughs> now, he brought him back. But the Gebaramba court says, when a hacha makes a condition, he, when he makes puts himself like in an excommunication, even if it's conditional, it comes true. Even though he fulfilled it. But he said it. The power of the Yehudah's he took himself out of Chaya uh, So what was happening, when the Jewish people came out of the Midbar, all the bones of all the Shivatim went out of Misrayim. When... The, they left Mislayim, not only did they take the bones of Yosef, Yosef the Sadiq tells the Jewish people, Take my bones with you, which means with, all, with the bones of all the other Shabbatim. Which means the tribe of Yehuda took Yehuda's grave out of Egypt, and the tribe of Yosef took Yosef's grave, and so on and so forth. All the other kevarot of the Shabbatim, they were fine. There was no noise coming out of their Kever. But Yehuda's grave, there was rattling, the bones were not uh, connected. Why? Because didn't go to, he didn't get in. Why didn't you get in for that statement that he told Ja'akov years before? So now, Moshe Rabbeinu, before he died, wanted to fix Yehuda up. He wanted to get him into Abba. So what does he say? Until Moshe Rabbeinu came up, and he asked mercy for him. Who caused the to admit his sin? Yehuda. Which means it seems that after Yehuda admitted his sin in public, where he came along and said it was me, the Uven came along and said, if my brother can admit his sin, I'm also going to admit my sin. So therefore, what Moshe Abedin was saying, listen, if you're giving the Uven, why are you giving the Uven, Olamaba? Because he admitted his sin. Hey, who caused the Uven to admit his sin? Vizot Yehuda. That's Yehuda's credit. So therefore, if you're giving the uh, Uven life, you've got to give uh, Yehuda a wife as well. He was the impetus. He caused the Reuven uh, to admit, Yehuda. Miyad, what does the say in, Zot ha Shema Hashem kol Yehuda. So now Moshe Rabinu prays. Please God, listen to the prayer of Yehuda. Al Ivre le All of a sudden his bones came together again. Till that point they were rattling. They weren't connected. Also the bones came together now. Now his body again was united. Okay, the rattling stopped, the bones came together, but they wouldn't let him into the yeshiva shal They, they still didn't let him in. So Moshe Rabbeinu continues to pray. Let him go to his nation. Who's his nation? In the Shamayim. But he wasn't able to converse with the rabbis in the halachot. They let him into the yeshiva shal-ma'la. But what? He didn't, they didn't give him a chance to be involved in the conversation. They were all talking to the Vretorah. And the Yehuda is in the back. They're not letting him uh, enjoy the uh, conversation. They're not, they're not letting him question and answer. So what happened? So it says Yadav Ravlo. So Moshe Rabbeinu continues to pray. His hands are uh, strong, which means he has a lot of Torah. Let him uh, let him be involved in the conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever Yehuda would say, they would say very nice. But the Halakha is not like you. Whatever he said, they would reject him in the halakha. <laughs> so what happened? <laughs> the e'ezer mis-saraf, the Moshe Rabbeinu said, let him have aid from his adversaries, which means let his adversaries agree with him. And what happened? They started to say halakha is like Yehuda. So the Gemara says, Bish Tama Yehuda de'odi. Now we understand why Yehuda admitted. He, there was a reason they had to admit. Ki e'echi delo tamar. Which is normally, we don't want a person to admit his sin in public. The person wants to admit his sin, let him keep it uh, private. You would have no choice to admit it in public. Because she's going to die, Tamar. They're going to take Tamar out to kill him. So if Yudah doesn't get up and say, hey, it was me. So he's got to say it in public. However, right. Why did the Uven have to admit it in public? Which means it's a chutzpah for somebody to come along and publicize his sin. I mean, Reuben did something with Bilhah. So let him just say, <coughs> himself. What did you have to come along now and say, for the whole family, yeah, it was me? Well, what are you getting by that? <laughs> what, to publicize your sin? You would add a reason to publicize the sin. But Reuben did it. So the Gabbara says, Because he wanted to take the suspicion off his brothers. Yaakov did it. Maybe he's suspecting it was another brother that did it with Bilha. So Reuben said, no, 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 it was me. I had to admit in front of everybody, so nobody should think it was one of the other brothers. Now let's just look at um, the Rashi's over here very quickly. Right? Which means uh, it's in the blessings of all the tribes. The only baracha that begins with the word zot. Is Vezot Yehuda. Atzmotav shel Yehuda mi ba'aron. Atzmot kola Shivatim mi Alumem Islaim. The yosef Yoseba et atzmotai mi Zeh Im atzmotachem. Which means bring my bones up out of Egypt with your bones. It means all the bones of all the Shivatim came out by you. Atzmot kola Shivatim shildan kayemit. Their skeleton was still intact. The ebarav e His bones were detached. ومגلגלי, why. because he excommunicated himself when he said ZumwNe- the from a beast, So God, the Gemara says mikaram that the story of the, switching the ומדרש up and said, bilbalti according to her she's understanding, like when she was saying it rhetorically, should this be Yehuda's uh, reward? If, if anything, he was the one that caused the to admit. So that's what the Kabbalah says. Le Shafa, his bones came back to where they were uh, detached from. Le Ma'akum Shinnatku Misham, Kibor Le Metiftah, They didn't let him into the yeshiva. Le Isav, Le You know, To toil with the achamim. Le Mishkal, Le Tenim Shachim, Yadav Rav Lo, Yeh Nesachon L'ariv Ribo. He should have success to, to fight the battles of Torah. Right? Yadav over here is the fighting of Melchab Tashat Torah. Uh, because you fight with your hands. Right? The, the, the argument of, uh, that comes from the hands. He was saying the Torah, but his words were not accepted. And then what ended up happening, he said, He should have uh, aid from his adversary, They should greet him, and that's what happened. And the Kabbalah says, so what? the reason why he admitted in public, even though it's chutzpah to announce his sins in public, because he didn't want his uh, brothers to be under... Suspicion comes in. Continues. So what do we say? If she comes along and admits that she's tameah, she has to write a receipt for her ketubah, Right? She says, What? I committed zut over there, and therefore I fulfill my ketubah." She gives that receipt to the to the husband to hold. So it says, Kodvim From this Mishnah you learn that you write a receipt. And really, it's a mahloket in Baba Batra between the Biyuda and Nabi the Yoseh, the Nabi comes along and says, you do not write a Shuvat. You know why? Because now you're putting the husband in the bed position. He's got to hold this receipt now. Nabi said says, no, no, you, you, you rip the Ketubah up. Why do you have to write a Ketubah? You now putting, you're putting the the, the, the the husband now, that he's got to make sure that this Shuvat is protected from the mice and things like that. Who knows? Now already he's, he's, you're, putting, you're putting the husband in a position to, to hold the Shuvat. So he says, you don't write a Either uh, you, know, you rip up the Ketubah. But from this time you see what? Maybe like Nabi Yoseh. No, you write a sholad. You don't care about the the uh, that, that that situation. So comes the Gemara and says, "You see from our Mishnah that what? Again, shvat mina vim sholad that you write a sholad. Amar abaye right. tini mikarat. Change the text instead of saying write a sholad, read them rip it, meaning rip up the ketubah. Rashi tini mikarat start ketubata. So the Gemara says, 'Vehashovirit ketani.'" How can you change the mishnah? Bishtah says the word Chauvet, the receipt. And you're telling me state, there's a big difference in the word there, between writing that receipt and ripping up the Ketubah. Elah Amarava she'en Ketubah Remember when we learned the message Ketubah, there were certain places that did not write a Ketubah. They relied on what's called Tanay Anybody that got married, it was accepted that what? There was a Ketubah which is, everybody knew there was a marriage, correct? There was witnesses, there was a marriage. So they didn't have to write a ketubah. All you had to do was go to the din after when there was a divorce or whatever it was, and the din would enforce the, would the, the uh, ketubah. You didn't have to write an actual document. Okay, in a place where you're not writing an actual document, obviously you cannot rip uh, the document. In that case, the Mishnah says, everybody's going to agree you have to write a shovar, because otherwise you'll just keep on going to the din and she will get, uh, get paid. So in that case, the agreement is to write a shovar. You have no ra'ayah, but to a case where they write a ketubah, that they write a shulah out of the country, you can say that they ripped the ketubah. Some look at Rashi. Bimkom she'en Kodim ketuba ela sumchim al bet din she'teknu LE betulah matayim almana mane right. Betulah gets two hundred and a widow gets what? Uch megarsha mutziyah gita. Oh, that how would she get paid? By the way, when she gets divorced, she would show bet din the divorce, the get. The get is a sign that what? That they were married, right? Now, when she becomes a widow, she doesn't have a gift. How is she going to get a ketubah? What does she prove in Betin? So it says, She brings the witnesses of the death. So the witnesses prove that what? Wow, that the husband indeed died. And the Betin will give her a ketubah. Well, in that case over there, you cannot rip up any ketubah. So, now, why would the Biyudas say, You write a in that case? When he pays the Kitubah finally, you got to write him a receipt. Why? Because what is she going to do? She'll pay, she'll pay twice. Which means, she brought Edemita to Betin in New York. Right? She said, I, the, the, the husband died, I want to get my Kitubah. Well, there's no Kitubah, right? The Edemita is the, is the payment. Good. Betin says pay. He pays the 200. Now he goes to a Betin in California. Hey! My husband died, they said, do you have uh, witnesses? Yeah, two witnesses uh, show up, Ademita, pay, pays again 200. So to be with that, it uh, is not fair of it. In that case over there, you better write a shovad, Even though there's a risk, he might lose it, but you better bet, bet he has something, maybe, in order to claim uh, at least that uh, he paid it already. Again, in the case where they have a Ketubah, that's already a Mahloke, do you write a shovad or not? The Be'udah will say, in that case, rip up the, uh, rip up the Ketubah. Finish. you solve all the problems. And the say will say, you know, in that case over there, write a shuvat. But everybody agrees when there's no Ketubah, in the case where they just relied on witnesses or the get you know, to get the payment, even the Be'udah will say, write the shuvat so she doesn't come and get paid twice. <laughs>